Praise the Lord. Hi. Good morning to you all. This is a recording of the sermon that I gave last week. Um, in a previous sermon, I had spoken from Romans 5, verse 3 to 5. I'll read it out to you. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much about that. We will get time to look at the complex way um, the scriptures written. But rather, rather than getting lost in the complexity, we come together to understand the truth. Help our minds to do so. Thank you. Amen. Okay, now at this end of verse in James 1, verse 2 to 4, it says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. Let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And the third portion for today is Second Peter 1, 3 to 9. His divine power has been granted to us all and has granted to us things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may be partakers of his divine nature having escaped from corruption that is in the world because of the sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness, steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these quantities, qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. Now we have read three portions. The first one was from Romans 5, 3 to 5. Second one was from James 1, 2 to 4. And third was from 2 Peter 1, 3 to 9. All these portions have this amazing chain structure. Uh, in Romans 5, it says, you know, because when we go through various kind of sufferings, it produces in self, in ourselves, an endurance or patience, or you know, in some words, some verses use it as steadfastness. Um, and the Greek for all these three words are very, very similar, or in fact, in many contexts, they are often put one for other. That means there is a a firm thing that you know we stand on the steadfastness or this patience and this endurance and we are patient not to be violent or not to overreact when we go through hardships because we have been steadfast we have our anchors deep rooted deep down onto faith in Christ and this is what it means to be steadfast it means you are not tossed up and down by every wind and every wave that comes your way, you are not tossed by every problem that you have. But 
how does that happen that when we go through suffering especially um the verse in romans 5 is written for people of faith who are going through trials uh, it has similarities to things like suffering being persecuted for your faith uh, being crushed for your faith in fact the word um suffering the word even means to be pressed to be crushed um like how olive is being pressed or how uh, cockneys are being pressed or sunflower seeds are pressed to produce the oil and in that same manner it says that these sufferings that we suffer are our pressures and they they, they are pressed by external forces that it produces in us something different and that what it produces is our steadfastness or our patience and this patience now back to romans 5 3 to 5 say this patience this endurance this steadfastness saying yes i will stay on to this in time produces in us a character we will be people of this character that says yes we wait we will wait on the lord our strength come from the lord there is the words that say strength will come to us as we wait upon the lord and in the same manner this strength that's our ability to be patient and enduring comes to us through the sufferings and they build in us a new character and this character is rooted in god and therefore we will not be put to shame it is not a character based on saying my strong will or my knowledge of something or my contacts or my uh, people or my tribe or my uh, wealth but rather this character is based on the strong hold that comes from knowledge of god because if you look at the same thing in james 1:24 it says count it as joy my brothers that when you go through various trials these external trials that you know you go through because of you being christian because of your faith of christ when you go through these trials especially it matters um when we read about martyrs and uh, when we read about people who stood strong for their faith uh people who were strong missionaries for christ and we see that even they had that ability to be steadfast this is in james 1 to 4 it says count it joy my brothers when you meet various trials for you know that the testing of your faith produces in you a steadfastness and let the steadfastness have its full effect that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing what produces your steadfastness when we go through testing we need to go through trials and this is not a challenge for you to say okay i'm going to go and jump into a trial i had a friend of mine when we were much younger in faith um we got into an argument and um and i was a very angry man back then um and he too and we started punching each other and i punched him he punched me i punched him harder and he's like yes i will do all the suffering for christ and i'm like wait that is not what this verse says it's not saying that we go in and we fight to prove our faith it says when you go through faith the trials of faith when you go through these trials of hardships that is when you stand fastness so not be foolish and run into a trial but rather when we go through these trials we keep this fastness now 
we've understood those two portions and now a lot of us have this portion in our mind saying yeah these are for those times when god calls us to face the trials of faith good but in second peter 1 3 to 9 it says his divine power god's power has been given to us that we get everything in life and godliness godliness is a biblical term saying i will obey god that we so will the power has been given to us that we uh do things that bring in life in people bring in life in things and in obedience to god we walk in that obedience and live our life in that obedience how through the knowledge of him who called us so by knowing god it does not mean by just saying i declare but rather by knowing god we come to the placing yes this is what gives me life the knowledge of god and knowledge of god knowledge of whom of god because god has called us into his glory and his excellence that's the word says take your bible look at it second peter 1 3 to 9 um and so that why we do that we become partakers in his divine nature okay so this entire thing has been said that so we become partakers in his divine nature and then he says so now you have your faith your what has your faith done your faith has brought you to a place of salvation your faith in christ is what you are saved from you are saved from the death that was in you and around you and you have been saved by your faith in christ believing that christ is your salvation christ is the only one ready to save you christ is the only one who has died for you christ is the one who has lived his life and shown you christ is the one whose sacrifice was enough to cover your multitude of sins and my multitude of sins and that is what our faith is now he says now peter says second peter 1 3 to 9 says to this faith supplement it means add in extra virtue or integrity knowledge of god to that knowledge and self-control and to that add steadfastness to that add godliness that is to obey god and to that add brotherly love and brotherly affection now we look back at the verses and we see wait, he talks again about steadfastness being something that we add now that is my point today you see this steadfastness this patience this endurance to be able to believe in god and putting bringing godliness into full effect that means being in a place where we obey god we see god we know god that is not just for martyrs like what we read in the previous version because the martyrs were martyrs because they had done this in supplement this is my point we cannot expect ourselves to be great martyrs or great preachers or great ministers or great um witnesses or even a tiny witness for christ if we do not do this daily so then that means daily we have to walk in the integrity walk in the virtue of god walk in the knowledge of god walk in self-control and patience and godliness and now you're being overwhelmed i'm being overwhelmed I'm saying oh my gosh there's so much thing and then the next verse is walk in brotherly love and affection see till that point 
even i read it as you know that's something i strive to do i beat myself to do i fight this fight to do but then i think brotherly love and affection is something that i cannot by myself do i cannot say i love my brother when i don't know who my brother is i cannot just say i'm a loving person love is a verb love is to do with the two people and therefore from that angle when i look back at those verses says having integrity having knowledge having self control having endurance it talks about doing things with your brothers and sisters doing things with your brother and in your church people people of faith and when you look go back again to back to romans it says not only that romans 5 3 to 5 it says not only that but we rejoice in our suffering so paul is not saying hey guys you each of you go home sit in your corners and rejoice in your sufferings alone or rather he says we rejoice in our suffering james 1 2 to 4 say count it all joy my brothers you know this entire thing whatever we've been reading whatever we've been looking at we have been a bit blindsided because we have not seen the whole picture the picture is not just something that we do in ourselves we have to do it in ourselves but that does not mean we have to do it alone we have to do it in ourselves with our brothers um in galatians it says in 6 to carry each other's burden in this way you fulfill the word of god this is what then we have to come to the ability to bring in steadfastness ability to be a christian who is not wavering someone who is to be honoring god someone who is to be following god this person is not a single alone lone soldier christian he is a christian deep rooted in the word and in the church this is the point of this entire sermon brothers sanctification is a communal project or sanctification is a corporate project for your church that means brothers and sisters you are responsible that your brother or your sister is in heaven is enjoying the gifts that you enjoy in heaven is the gift whatever you wish to enjoy in heaven you wish it for your brother and sister in faith that means also that when you know there is a rebuke happening or when you know that a brother is wavering you step in and you say i will stand by him to help him come out of this trouble what do you think the missionaries and those martyrs who went and they died for christ did did they were they so foolish no they knew that their children their families their their church will be carried on not just by god they knew god was there but they also knew there were men and women of god god had appointed god had now uh, anointed to to suffer with them and to take care of their families take care of their children this is the point we cannot fight and say that 
sanctification. Now, sanctification is the word of saying being made holy. Let me just take that point and go one more step into it. We have been justified, means we have been given the righteousness of Christ. But we are being sanctified. That is the word. Bible teaches that we have been changed from one glory to another glory. Or in saying that we are still sinners. Every day you look at your heart, you look at my heart, you know we are sinning. And God is working in us, breaking away every sin from our heart. And, and He is bringing us into that place where He is molding us, changing us. And this process is called sanctification. That is being made holy. You are being made holy. I am being made holy. But the thing is, even like in same thing in Second Corinthians four sixteen to eighteen says, "Do not we do not lose heart, though our outer self is wasting, our inner self is being renewed day by day." Verse seventeen, for this momentary affliction is preparing us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparisons. As we looked, not the things that are seen, but the things that are unseen. That is our hope, that we are being renewed day and day. This momentary afflictions, afflictions where we have to be quiet when people are accusing us, on but not jumping and attacking them, or places where we are being humble, or places where we are speaking out in boldness and saying, yes, this is the Lord we believe, and then facing really hardships in that even in those places or in a place where your colleagues swear and have crude jokes and you stay away from that and feel different and you people look at you and ask you're so different why can't you just be a little more loose and you say no i don't want to be loose <clears throat> what do you do you go back to your church you go back to your brothers and you pray with them you ask them to pray with you to renew your mind not let you be broken down when you're being alienated in work not let you be crushed by this weight we carry each other's burden let me give you a very bad example of how this um this thing was there was a church of very highly spiritual church a lot of people praying in tongues a lot of people prophesying and i'm talking about people who are not faking it there were people who were strong in the word of the Lord, strong in in their faith and there was a brother who was sleeping with his father's step wife or his father's second wife or someone like that and the entire church kept quiet said you know his personal life his personal life as long as he's a member of the church and he's coming to church he's praying no paul said this i'm talking about the first corinthians go read it he says Brothers, correct such a brother, and if they're not willing, if they're not planning to change, then you move them out. But till then, correct them, go into their life, go and make sanctification work out for them. Sit with them, pray with them, fight this fight with them. Today's Christians have come to this two level of place where it comes to sanctification or suffering. He says, there's one group of Christians who go and say, oh, I am just going through a lot of hardship. I only have God. And you're like, wait, you saying you only have God, the creator, the majesty of the world, and you're, you're saying you only have him? 
it's like saying i only have a billion dollars i just want to buy a piece of bread like what is wrong with you and then then you have the other people who have been motivated by this positive declaration or positive church movement you know we may say oh we only say positive things and you call your brother sister says okay hey, brother how are you doing i know you have lost your job how are you doing oh god is good god is good i am doing greater and better than ever before i have no worries of losing a job and that's all i don't want to talk about it because god is going to do mighty things in my life they're like no brother i am there to help you i'm there to work with you i'm there to help you write a new cv or get a place to work for your job i'm there to put myself into your shoe to work with you that you get a new job that you get means to support your family you get means to eat your bread with joy that is one manner of sanctification so my dear brothers and sisters do not be hard hearted but be in this entire attitude that we are in all this together carrying each other's burden that Christ may be glorified two good examples and then i'll done in the early church times ad 200 something there was a big 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 um pandemic just like the one we are having here now um that time 5000 10000 people would die every day mm. and um the bishop of alexandria dionysius said about um non christian he said you know when the on the first onset of the disease the non believers or the non christians they pushed the sufferers away fled them from their dearest throwing their dearest into the roads as if they were dead and treated the unburied corpses dirt hoping thereby they will avert the spread and contagion of fatal disease but and it and what the christians do um there's a letter written uh from uh, julian uh, the king the emperor in ad 362 he says about the christians uh he, he said the christians show below benevolence to strangers they care for the graves of the dead even pretend holiness in life in elsewhere he written he said disgrace that these impious galileans that's what the christians were called show not support not only their own poor but ours as well there were even stories about christian um, in romans if they did not want a child they just leave the baby outside after delivery and wait for it to die automatically in hunger and cold and the christian would go early in the mornings pick these most of these um discarded babies the girls because of the law of inheritance and so these christians would pick these girls and take care of them now imagine a brother or sister taking care of these christians who is who would provide them food and who would provide them strength to do that the church did in the same manner what is paul telling the church in corinth to go and fight for the sanctification of your church and your brethren if a part of the body is sick and bleeding or dying or has a disease won't you treat it in the same manner when we who are christians suffer either 
in our sins or suffer in the world or suffer in for Christ in all these things we work together so that we look and see sanctification as something that is corporate for all of us we are not christians because each of us will have our way to go to heaven we are christians because we all have our way together to heaven and together to the kingdom of god therefore this is what heaven looks like a place where brotherly love and affection is shown because of extreme obedience to god therefore i bless you i'm going to pray for you father we thank you so much that they were able to listen to the sermon that we were able to work this out we are going to be able to work in our life and bring about sanctification and love and brotherly affection that we will not stop but rather go ahead dive into our brothers and sisters lives help them fight the battles that they are fighting encouraging edifying and supporting and building your church up in jesus name we pray amen thank you for listening god bless you all